You are listening to the Pork Pals Podcast with Peter, Donna Marie and Maeve. Let's go fishing for gossip, people. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Summer House Pork Pals Podcast. We're back again, Donna Marie. We're back again. And it's fucking Friday. It's Friday. Everything's sweeter on a Friday, isn't it? Well, not really, because I'm working tomorrow. So to me, this is like a Sunday. Well, I'm not. Nothing. No fucking school runs. Nothing. I'm actually just going to chill this week. Like, I don't even, it's literally just me and the kids this weekend. Ken's not here. So I'm just going to do nothing, pal. I'm just going to start watching maths. That's what I'm going to do. And catch up on traitors. Yeah, and we, we we actually had a we actually had a, a a message from one of our listeners during the week that really really wants us to cover traitors. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, that may be something we will consider going forward. Obviously not now because like stuff is mid season and things. But yeah, we're absolutely open and open to covering traitors. Um, in the future, if that is something people would like to hear us do, I'm down. Listen, you have you you've not watched it though, have you? No, but like I mean, what I watch is it's limited. My time is so limited that I have to be so care. I have to be so choosy, and I have like just oceans of stuff that I watch that I'm. You're missing now. You're yeah, missing I, I, I realize that, but my reality TV is very condensed these days. Because I just don't have the time. I'm just too busy. It's when you demand, Donna Marie, when you're as in demand as I am. <laughs> Way out of that, would you? No, seriously, you have to get on it. Like, even try and just watch one season of, like, my, personally, my favorite is the UK one. I love that they're non celebrities, they're just normal people. Whereas the USA one, they have a lot of reality TV stars on it. So they have a lot of Bravo Lebs and then guys from um, Love Island and uh, Big Brother and Survivor and things like that. But I just love it. It's I think it's the best reality TV show, like new show, to come out in such a long time. So, yeah, I am down for covering it next season. So, yeah, you're going to have to watch it. Look it up, look it up. Speaking of uh, speaking of love, uh, Big Brother, what do you make of the celebrity Big Brother lineup? Do you know what? I mean, Matt sent it to me, and I was just like, the minute I seen Louis Walsh and Sharon Osbourne, I don't even think I looked at the rest because I didn't have to. Now, anyone who watched X Factor UK will know. That Sharon Osbourne and Louis Walsh together are fucking iconic, especially if they've had a little drink or something like that. Oh, a little drinky poo, and there's a lot of chatty when poo. They, yeah, when they get into the fit of the giggles and they have such fun together. So I really hope we get to see that. But yeah, look, I like Big Brother. I loved it at the start. But seemingly Sharon's not going in. Sharon's not going to be in there for the whole time. She's going in as a guest housemate. What? 
Yeah, from what I read, that they couldn't afford her wage demands. So they are putting her in, but she ain't going in for the launch. And she's going to go in and like be in there for like a few days and then come back out. Aww. Yeah, sorry to burst your bubble there, pal. That really did burst me bubble. Yeah, sorry. Fuck. I, I think I've seen Ekin Sue. She's going into it, isn't she? Yeah, so I believe, yeah. She is going into it, yeah. I don't really know much about her because I don't watch Love Island anymore. I like tuned out with that shit. It's just repetitive now. So Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched Love Island since Ekin Sue's series but i mean she is just going around doing every bit of reality tv she can get isn't she well that's what these love island people do that's why they sign up for the show that's why like let's face it the days of people applying to go on the likes of love island are over now they troll instagram looking for people with 200k plus yeah. followers and look good in swimwear be it yeah. male or female that's what you're getting you're not, you're getting these sort of, they're almost Z-list celebrities already because they're sort of semi-influencers. This is, this is why I stopped watching it. It's just, they weren't real people anymore. They were just. They're not real people. They weren't there for love. They were there for the wrong reasons. But um, no. Like, I mean, when was the last time you even seen somebody with a blemish go on the show? Like, I mean, come on. They're just too good looking. It's not real. It's fake Me? as fuck. They need to do a real one, like, you know, like a real one. Can you imagine the hack? They need to put in, they need to get, like, a group of 40-somethings, like us, but single, and who look like us, just normal people. Yeah. Dad bods, saggy breasts, bit of overhang. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking guns in the leggings. Like, that's what people want. Real people. <laughs> Oh, stop. Seriously. Actually, I'd uh, love to see that. I would love to see that. That would be fucking people. hilarious. But I guarantee yeah. you there'd be far more riding than that than there ever is in Love Island. Man, they'd be at it like rabbits. Yeah, I love an L. I love an L. Normal people show. That's why I prefer the UK traders. Just normal people. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Let's talk about Summer House. Because... This was a reasonably big week. This was a big week. I've got so much to say. Let's get the like small yeah, let's, out of the way. Yeah, let's deal with the peripheral stuff first. And then yeah. we'll move to the then we'll move to the bigger storylines. Um, I have a question for you. I have a question for you. What do you think of Jesse Solomon? Oh I I, I just don't know yet. I haven't made up my mind. He he had the potential to be a complete nutter asshole. And then while I was maybe slightly trending that direction, maybe because he was just a little bit too much of a broski. And then he told the cancer story and I was like, oh, he's actually just living life. Uh, maybe he's not that bad. Yeah, maybe he's just, you know, full of life because like he's beaten cancer twice. Like, I mean, yeah. Like you seriously, you couldn't just beat a fucking once, you had to beat it twice, you can't. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had the opinion that right, he's tall, dark, and handsome, but I mean is there is there anything else there? You know, I mean, tall, dark and handsome is lovely, but after a while you just you just find yourself with a fucking ornament. Like, you know, 
you've got to have a personality and shit like that. That has to be substance. Yeah. And then, like, that, the cancer story, I'm like, okay, maybe he is just out there living his best fucking life and he gives zero fucks. And if next week, you know, he's just living his best life, giving zero fucks, then I'll be like, actually, do you know what? Yeah, okay, okay. But if he comes back next week and he starts flirting with Paige again or, you know, trying to pursue Paige again, that's the type of shit where I turn and I'm like, you're disrespectful. Yeah, I, I'm not on board with the whole even trying to get with Paige thing. I just think that should be a non-starter from the word go. You know the girl is with somebody. She's in a relationship. You don't know. You're. It's not like where you're not going to be around her partner at some point. It's not like, you know, you're both a million miles from home and you're not in the same clique or the same group. It's completely different. You're in the one group and you're hitting on someone who has a boyfriend. That is not okay. Yeah. Look, you have to be living under a rock not to know who Craig is and not to know that he's with Paige. And you definitely know that Craig is coming to that house for a weekend. 100%. At some point. So if he go if we see it next week and he he's doing that shit again, then I'm just gonna find him disrespectful and I'm yeah. not going to like him. So we'll hold off and you can ask me next week how I feel about him. Yeah, we'll we'll reserve a little judgment, but yeah, that that did rub me up the wrong way a little bit when I saw him doing that. I was like, mm, not cool, bro. You know that's just not yeah. for me. That's what not you, on. What about West? I fucking love him. Man, he's a fuck. He's fucking hilarious. Like even after Jesse told the cancer story, and he turns around. Yeah. And goes, Thank God I went first. Could you imagine me talking a bit to all fifty states after this fucker says he beat cancer twice? Like that was just a line of the night. I do. I love him. And you know what else I love? I love that he is bringing out a completely different side to Sierra. I well, mean. I it's like the real Sierra, Sierra obviously. Yeah. This I is like the non-manicured Sierra. Sierra. I like Sierra and I always have. And but I will say, had we come into this season and had to do another season of horror giving out about fucking crawl the warrior bleeding dickhead. <laughs> I, I think I would have fucking lost me shit. But she's not. And he just brings out a completely different side to her. I love it. And I love them. I think they're a vibe together. I am really. Can, can I just clarify? Can I just clear something up here? Right. Because I, I, have a, I have a little point to make here. So she was talking about West at one point and she was talking about him being funny. And she was saying. I know. I don't mm. get it. I know where you're going with this. I don't get it. He's not. Funny. Austin is not fucking funny. No. Does not He's the most unfunny person on Bravo. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I really don't get it. There's nothing funny about him. And when she said it, I completely disagreed because even though we haven't seen it from West yet, it's fairly obvious that there is another side to him. He he does understand emotions and he can be serious when he needs to be. 100%. And yeah. Yeah, like I I I'm really rooting for them. I mean yeah, I, I I like him as a as a new character now. I I kind of talked to him pretty quick. I was like, this guy's a bit more normal, and he's just in there being himself. 
He's just yeah. vibing the way he likes to vibe. There's nothing, there's nothing too fake or made up about the way he's acting. He's just being himself. Yeah. Which is great. Let's talk about Danielle for a couple of seconds. Like, I mean, there's a bit of an awkward vibe off her. It's like in in what way? In the sense that every other season, you know, she's had her place, if you like. And her place has been Lindsay's friend. With Lindsay and Carl. And, you know, she was in a relationship and she knew how to have a laugh. And she also got on great with Kyle. Her and Kyle can be quite funny together. But I don't know. She seems a little bit lost. Well, I suppose, to be fair, she doesn't really have that solid place that she used to have. Yeah. As you say, she's friendly with the girls, but she's not their best, best friend. Like, I mean, she doesn't vibe with Paige and Sierra the way Amanda does. Like, she's she's in that group, but she's on the outskirts of it. They've brought her in, but she's not a fully-fledged member. Um, She obviously has the whole Lindsay thing in the background, which we'll come to, but... That's obviously, she's getting back on terms with her, but not at the expense of her friendship with everybody else. And like that, she's maybe she feels a little caught in the middle, doesn't know which direction to be turning. Yeah. I just got that vibe. She seems a little lost. And I don't know. There but is she was having a, a good time at the party. She enjoyed herself. Yeah, but there is a chance by the end of the season... We'd be like, geez, we didn't see much of Danielle at all this season. I'm wondering, there's potential there for Danielle to be the new Alex. Alex, <laughs> do you remember he used to Oh, get him that they just over. cut out of it because he wasn't involved. Yeah, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Like, I mean, we don't know what the season has in store for Danielle because obviously all the talk has been about other things. So yeah. we don't know what kind of story. Like to be fair, Gabby is becoming the new Alex already. Like we're we're two episodes in, and I think the most action I seen from Gabby was when Danielle scared her when she was asleep. Well, like she's I'm not sure it. Gabby she's not really a massive part as the season goes on because she's Lindsay's confidant. Yes. Yeah, she is the new Danielle in terms of Lindsay's buddy. That's true. That's true. Let's talk about Kyle and Amanda. Yeah, because I think that's probably the second biggest story of the week. Um, with it's regards a bit awkward, to, isn't it? it's very awkward. Um, I, I'm not really sure how this how this is working. How this is is playing out. Like Amanda's saying, because obviously this is based on an awful lot of stuff that we're not seeing. A lot, this is based on an awful lot of off-camera stuff. And the straw that broke the camel's back was Kyle talking to Paige. But that's not why she got annoyed. It's because this is a constant thing. Yeah, I feel like, look, what I took away from that was she's ready to settle down. She wants to have kids. 
she's sticks to the back teeth of all the socializing and party and she is ready to netflix and chill and have babies and you know buy a house on the suburbs like you know yeah. i don't see them when they talk about buying a house they're not going to buy a house in manhattan no no it's going to be in like I yeah, they're gonna know, have West, to leave Westchester, like I mean, where yeah. fucking Monica and Chandler bought the house. You know, it's yeah. gonna be out in the suburbs. Yeah, so I'm. I feel like that's where she's at. Whereas, like, you can't even say I'm bad about him because it's not necessarily that he's still partying. He's out walking like a fucking. Yeah, he, but he's not there. He's he's not yeah. there. And when he is there, he's obviously tired or working, which yeah. it's it's hard because like that, it's not like they're at two different points in their lives. Like Kyle is in his 40s now, so he's like working his ass off. She's 32, which she's ready now. She's had her fun and the whole lot. Yeah. But I think, I think part of me wants to say... Like, okay, Kyle wants... But Kyle wants everything to be fucking perfect when they have a kid. That's not well, real listen, life. I've, see, I've had this conversation many, 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 many times. And you see it all the time. Where couples are trying to decide when is the right time to have a baby. There is no right time. No, if you were to wait... There is like, never a, a right time. You could talk yourself out of having a family all your life if you wanted then, to. Because there's always up, something. And wake up one morning and then it's too late. Yeah, but there's always something that, you know, is like, oh, well, maybe maybe we'll wait till next year because we have this this year. Maybe we'll next, wait till next year because we haven't done this. Or There's no right time. There really fucking no. isn't. No. So I think I, I part of me does think that Kyle just needs to man the fuck up and get the girl pregnant. And uh, if that's what he really wants, if he really wants to have a family with her, just yeah. do it. What are you waiting for? But and then there's, there's the a, other side of the, the thing where like Amanda's like, I want him at home when we do have kids. You'll probably find they'll have a baby. And that man will want to be at home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that kind of way. This is true. Like, I mean, he will put himself, give, put the situation in front of him. And mm. then he will make yeah. it his business to make the business self-sufficient where he doesn't need to be there as much. Where he can take that little step back. Where and he's I'm not really traveling sure. all over the country. I'm nearly sure he said it before. Where where he said it, I don't know whether it was the show or an interview. But I'm really, really like his end goal with Lover Boy is to sell it. That's the end game. Well, I think that's that's always the end game with sort of brands that are smaller, you know, yeah. independent brands. That it's because you will only be able to take it to a level. Oh, there will yeah. the level to go further, especially with a with a product, is to be bought out by a much bigger operation who have the distribution, the network, everything already in place, and then your shit goes global. Yeah, like I mean, you take it somebody like like you take something like White Claw, 
which is global. Like, I mean, we they sell White Claw here in Ireland. Yeah. Now, personally, yeah. I think it tastes like rat's piss with fizz in it. But that's not the point. People enjoy it. Um, yeah. I can't fucking stand it. But it's a global product now. And that's obviously where Loverboy wants to be. But Kyle's not going to be able to do that, probably. Yeah. Because he doesn't have the network. He doesn't have the distribution. He's not even in every part of the States yet. So, yeah, that's, that is the goal. Makes sense. Well, one thing I do now is, like, I want them to sort out. Like, they're like the mom and dad of the house. A hundred percent. Is there a fear that they're just, that they, they're just growing apart? That they, that what they want, it's just not aligned anymore. Nah, I honestly feel like Kyle is the type of person that you need to take his hand and drag him into the situation. Yeah, and I think Amanda knows that, and she gets yeah. frustrated by do, having to do that all the time. Yeah. I don't. There's no question about it. They are in love with each other, and yeah, I'm rooting for them. Oh, I'm rooting for them too. I'm, I'm just merely asking the question. But obviously, because obviously, like, there is disagreements with regards to, like, working and stuff like that. Like, he'd like her to do more. Probably like her to do more so then that he doesn't have to do it. Um, But there's a, there's obviously a lot. They have a lot of shit to sort out. So. Well, Loverboy is his dream and he has a lot of passion for it. It's not yeah. necessarily hers. She started off by helping him out, like giving him a Oh, digit. yeah, it's, it's not I don't think it was her long-term plan, like. No, it's Her long-term plan is to be a mother. Yes. Yes. So. She said it herself. You, yeah, you've got to meet in the middle. You've got to compromise. You've, and that's where sacrifice comes into it, isn't it? That's true. That's what relationships are all about. We know we know this stuff all too well, Donna Marie. I'm telling you. Yeah. Fucking and ask Aunt Sally. Was that, was that Aunt Sally or Aunt? What was that one? The Agony Aunt. Anyway, let's move on to the fucking bigger problems. Yeah, let's 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 talk to it. Let's talk about it. We 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 got our first glimpse into the failure of the relationship and why things went wrong and where the cracks appeared. And this this is more than a crack. This is a mega fucking earthquake. I can't imagine how damn poor fuckers in the house feel when I can feel the tension through my TV screen 5,000 miles away. She's just the most uncomfortable person to have in a room. Like, she walked <laughs> into, into that room. She sucked the life out of it. The life was literally sucked out of that room. All the energy and positiveness that was in that room was just gone in an instant. She is so far removed <laughs> from reality that it's a little bit scary, like. Like, even the whole, like, I mean, before we even get into the whole thing with Carl, her little diva moment over the room. And like, oh, I've been staying in this house for years. I know yeah. it. Well, that's not what he was saying. He was well, you asking. Could, you could see... Carl go tense when she said that to West. Yeah, of course. You could see it. And I just think to myself, you've got Carl, right? We've known and loved Carl for a long time. Everybody in the house loves Carl. He hates confrontation and he loves everybody in the house. And he finds himself 
in love with the person who is polar opposite. She loves confrontation. She fucking hates everybody in the house. She loves nothing but to cause fights, start fights, end fights. She is polar opposite to him. And whilst she can go into that house and not consider him or his feelings, she expects him to just pick up for her, involve himself in all the shit. He doesn't want to. He's so uncomfortable when she starts with everybody else. Like, this is all. This is this is another, when was the last time you made me a sandwich moment? This is going down that road now. That's where we are in this relationship at this point. That's where the conversations are. That there's nothing real or realistic about anything she is saying. It's completely demented. I feel like she's nasty. She's a nasty person. She's got this nasty, angry, bitter side to her. And normally I'd be sitting there saying, I kind of feel sorry for anyone who's in that situation at our age, because at our age, everybody should love themselves and there ain't no way she loves herself that's why she can't love anybody else because she'll fucking love herself like she's just so angry so bitter and it's like sad sad but at the same time i find myself struggling to feel sorry for her oh i i listen i have no sympathy for this bitch yeah because every single bit of sympathy i have is to for carol like it is literally the worst thing in the world you can do to somebody is who was an addict is to accuse them of relapsing when they clearly haven't. Okay, so we're going in, we're going straight and we're going to talk about this. This. Oh, yeah. Listen, let's get right on to the meat of the bone. Let's get to the meat of the bone. Let's fucking, let's chew on this shit because this is the fucking, this is it. This sent me over the fucking edge. I mean, look, we talked about this last year on the podcast and we're not going to go over it again. Anyone who listened to us talking about it last season knew exactly how we felt about how much of I don't, a thorn she was for his sobriety. 100%. She was not helpful at all. No. And we were, we were worried it that was she problem- would be the yeah. reason he would we end said up. It was, it was problematic. The whole yeah. attitude to alcohol was a problem for a sober partner. It was yeah. always going to become an issue. So, number one, okay, if she thought, if she genuinely thought that he was after falling off the wagon, okay, I don't care what said. If that was me or if it was you, or if it was fucking anyone else, and we could stop strangers in the street and ask them this question, and we know what answer we get. If you genuinely, you love a person, you would not do that to them in front of anybody. You wouldn't say it in front of your friends. You wouldn't do anything. You definitely wouldn't put it on a fucking TV show for the whole world to see. If that was me, I would have that conversation very privately. At home with nobody else around. But this is it what was, she does. I felt so sorry for him when she did that and then just kept it up. I mean, she sat at that 
bar in the kitchen crying and saying all this to Gabby. And all she kept saying was, he's so mean to me. Not once, if she had genuine concern for his sobriety, not once did she turn around and say, I'm so scared for him. This, like, I I don't want this for him. This is yeah. so sad for him. It was all about, he's being mean to me. He has to be on coke. He's doing this or to me. Not to even on- what would be... A, a, a selfish attitude but also understandable would be I don't think I could go through this with him starting yeah. from day one again I don't think I'm in a place where I could help him up off the floor if he has relapsed now yeah. while that would be a, a bit of a selfish attitude it's an understandable selfish attitude because yeah. it's one that people can relate to and not everybody's going to be able to do that and, you know, some people will agree, some people will disagree, but at least it's valid. Yeah. Either way, if you thought your the man you loved was off the wagon, you would be concerned. You would be worried. You would not be the way she was. No. Like, the first thing you could do, the first thing you would do, the very first thing you would do will be you would pull aside the person who spends the most time with him outside of you, pull him to one side and say, look, I don't want to say anything, but like you're around Car- Carl a lot. To Kyle, have you noticed anything? Do you see anything? Am I just imagining this? Like you'd be gathering your evidence. I wouldn't do it on fucking TV. I listen, whether it's right or wrong, like whether it would be the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. Your fourth instinct when you're the man you love or the woman you love fucks up is to protect them. Yeah. She was not protecting him. Oh, she fucked him under the bus. And it, like, I know it's not necessarily the right thing to do, but if that was me and it was my husband and all that, I would come to you, you know, like I would say, right. But it would probably be a be about two, three weeks after I had started to question whether or not he was. It would be two or three weeks after I'd asked him out straight if he was. And then it would be a case of, okay, well, look, I'm going to go and I want to say it to Peter because... You know, I'm sending myself mad here. I'm going crazy here. I'm going to go and I'm going to say it out loud to to like that. Someone close to him, someone close to you. But all whilst you were trying your hardest to protect them. Yeah, 100%. She threw him under the bus, not only on TV, but in front of fucking other people in the car. Like I loved, I loved the way Gabby said it. He did not sound like that. Sounded like a sober man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's Gabby, fair to Gabby, because Gabby I feel is, like yeah. Danielle wouldn't have done that. No, well, look, we all know Danielle can store the shit at, when it yeah. suits her. Yeah, but Gabby is while she's Lindsay's friend, she's more level-headed, and she's not just going to jump on Lindsay's side and said, oh, that's awful. Like, should you get him tested or some shit like that? She was genuinely, well, now, hang on a second. I think he's sober. Without saying, listen, you're overreacting. 
she was trying to say, well, look, I, I really don't think he is. And then the confessionals that followed, they were his friends, the production crew, the film crew, Bravo. They were all protecting him. Yeah. Doing what she couldn't do and no. wouldn't do. No. I have to say, I was fucking disgusted. But she posted on Instagram, I know you won't have had a chance to see it. You weren't here. So just let me read that party You tell me what you think of this, right? After watching back this week's episode, I wish I had used better, better wording. I was emotional and hurt by what had transpired earlier in the night. And what I said was meant to be a private conversation at home with one of my best girlfriends. I have never questioned his sobriety before this moment. And from day one, I was his biggest supporter. I have always been transparent on the show about my feelings and have leaned on my friends for support. And that was my only intention here. Now, that sounds you tell nonsense. me what you think about that before I tell you what I think about it. Well, it, it, it's just nonsense. It doesn't even make sense. Not once has she said in this, that she was wrong. No. She shouldn't have done it. She just, she should have used better wording. Should have used better wording. It wasn't meant to be public. Um, it was, you know, I was tired and emotional. Like, uh, You're lying in a bed off. with a fucking microphone sticking into your bra strap and a lot of cameras pointing at you. You know full well that that's not a private conversation. Again, if that was me and I wanted to have that conversation with you, we'll say, or Karen, I wouldn't be fucking doing it in the Hamptons at the weekend. I'd be like, listen, can you meet me a co- for a coffee when we're back in New York on Wednesday morning and I really need to talk to you about something? Can I also just say that the where the whole argument started, her saying that, oh, because I'm in this car now, it's going to be used against me. How fucking paranoid is that? Paranoid like, is so really she was she was driving it? the paranoid bus before she even said anything before Carl even opened his mouth she was fucking taking fares on that paranoid bus. She was paranoid last week when she was packing our bags for fucking Washington DC and she was asking the question about what the others were going to think of them not being there this weekend. Paranoid. But this is the thing about narcissistic people. And let's face it, Lindsay is a narcissist. I think we can all get on board with that. Mm. Everything is about them. Positive, negative. It always has to be about them. What are they saying? They're talking about me. Now, God knows what they're talking about, but they're probably not talking about you. And can I just say, her Instagram post where I was his biggest supporter. That's no, you weren't. That's a lot. Because if you were his biggest supporter, you never would have questioned his sobriety on a TV show. Could she question his sobriety? Absolutely. But do it in private. And until you know the facts and have the truth, don't hang that man out to dry. Don't have him in a situation where there will be hundreds of thousands of fans believing her. You know as well as I do, the person who's closest to you and who loves you and supports you the most is the last one to ever believe that you've slipped. Yeah. It's usually other people 
trying to convince you that they've yeah. slipped and that you need to help them. Yeah, because it's the people closest to you that they don't see it because they're not looking for it. They don't, and they don't want to see it. You don't mm. want to believe that of a person. But she yeah. jumps straight in at the deep end. Accuse, accuse. I am so glad that we have seen this in like, well, episode two, but episode one for Carla and Lindsay when their first weekend. So we have seen this so that we're not having to go through this whole season where we're on this podcast every week <laughs> telling the listeners that we're Team Carl. We don't give a fuck what happened. We know Carl did right because we've been saying that. The minute that wedding got called off, I was like, I'm Team Carl. I don't care. He has his reason. Like, yeah. you know, so I'm so glad that everybody gets to see that because it was nasty. That's the only word you could use for it. It was a nasty-ass thing to do. Yeah. Anybody out there who thinks that Lindsay is in any way right, this is not one of those things where, oh, you're entitled to your opinion. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) You're just fucking wrong. You're just wrong. There's no arguments. You're just wrong. Yeah, just don't do that. And it's not subjective. It's like... um, like, I agree with you. She's a narcissist. And narcissists love to be in control of the situation. And they surround themselves with yes people. And when those people no longer can be controlled or are no longer saying yes, they just move on to new people. And you only have to look at her social media and look yeah. at her history on the show. And that's what she does. She's moved she from moves around, 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 around. You know, like Danielle finally fucking saw through her last year. Now she latch on to Gabby. And we have to just sit and wait for Gabby. She was up Sam's hold until she realized Sam wasn't coming back coming back yeah. on the show. And yeah. Sam seemed to get dropped like a fucking hot snap. Yeah. So we just have to wait for Gabby to, you know, for the penny to drop with Gabby and for her to realize that it's and... not a healthy friendship. Let it be said, and I'm not above fucking saying this. As soon as that relationship ended, who does she surround herself with? Who is she running all over the country with? Fucking other Bravo people. Not fucking her friends, her close friends that we've never seen. She's running around with like fucking Whitney from Salt Lake City and fucking Ariana. Like these are the people she is surrounding herself with. That she knows two minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if the reason she's doing that is because she's looking for a little ticket out of one show into another. This is exactly what it is. She wants to stay relevant because she's she's done now as a as a after this year, unless she can't come back to that house. I can't believe I used to sit there and think that, you know, and actually rave about the fact that she would make an amazing New York housewife. I take that shit back. I'm sorry I said that. She's just toxic. She Don't just, be friendly. She's full-blown toxic. I agree. I do. I do. And I just think that episode was fucking hard to watch. That bit, anyway. Oh, it was you very... It was, it was tough to watch. Because... Carl was trying his best to maintain composure because he mm. understood that it was not the time or the place 
to fucking tear her head off. If nothing else happens between them for the rest of this season, if they are loved up from now until the last episode when he dumps her ass, in my eyes, that one thing that happened is enough for him not to to want to marry her. 100%. But I, I feel like we'll see more. Oh, yeah. But I, I genuinely do believe that that is more than enough. Because if you do that now, you will always be capable of doing that. Yeah, I would safely say that this is what sets them. Oh, this what this is what. Is, yeah, the, the light bulb has gone off now. Now, yeah. it's, now we're going to be all about moving from the should I marry this to where's me taking yeah. out of here? And we're just going to wait now for the the part where, you know, it's the straw that breaks the camel's, camel's back and he just makes the decision then. But look, to me, in my opinion, what happened last night is enough for him to walk away and be like, fuck this shit. I mean, he dodged a fucking bullet. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody tried to tell, like poor old Danielle, Told him, told them they were moving too fast. Well, they were, she was right. 100%. No matter what I don't know what we were talking she... about. I don't know if we were talking about this on the pod or we were, we were just talking. I can't remember, but I was saying something about, you know, when friends, like, when things go bad between friends and, you know, one friend is going the other, you just kind of have to let them. And then when shit falls apart, you just wait there for them and you, you just welcome them back in with open arms. And to see Kyle, that that's exactly what Kyle did with him. I mean, he's back with Loverboy now. He's back working with Kyle. He's, you know, their friendship is, it's like it, they never. Yeah, you almost come back stronger at that point. Your friendship yeah. almost becomes stronger because you didn't spend your time arguing with them over while they were on that path. You just waited for them to come off the path and say, well, look, you know, you weren't going to be told, but now that you're here, let's you welcome them back to the fold. Yeah, and I love that. I love that. So, I mean, yeah, look, yeah, explosive episode. But it's it's, it's great fucking TV though, because I haven't really been excited for a season of Summer House in a while. It's been a bit kind of you know, it's been hitting me, but this is this is so I can stomach. Lindsay for this for this entertainment just because I, I know feel like karma Lin- is coming to that bitch I feel like Lindsay's at home in her apartment in New York and somewhere in the back of her head she's thinking that you know her and Carl will be Scandival 2.0 and she's going to be the new Ariana and she's going to get all the endorsements and make all the coins and I just don't think that's going to happen for her. Well, number one, Scandal went mainstream because it was such a big thing. Um, her story is not going to be mainstream. It's going to be in the same universe that it, their storyline has always been, and that's within Bravo fans, and that's it. She mm. doesn't translate to normal TV because yeah. her personality is just too toxic and she's so, she doesn't bring anything to the party. She doesn't bring anything. No, other than awkwardness. Yeah. Just tension. Tension. 
Oh, I just feel, I can feel it through the TV when she walks in, they're all standing around the kitchen, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, like, oh. Yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season now and to see how this uh, pans out. Um, speaking of speaking of Vanderpump, did you see uh, Rachel has uh, filed lawsuits against Tom and and fair play to her? I think she's one hundred percent right. Well, look, you know, you, you know yourself. The comments people pop off and all that shit. Like Sandoval screen recorded something that he shouldn't have done. Okay, and. If Ariana sent that to her phone from his phone and sent it to anybody else or showed it to anybody else, she too is guilty of revenge porn. And we know she did. But you see, here's the thing. Here's the ticket. And I've been reading, I've been reading about this. Even the fact that she sent it from one phone to herself. From his story. That that is distribution. That is enough. Yeah. But listen, I am convinced that Sheena punched her in the face. I believe that. I believe Sheena punched her in the face and everybody just denied it. You know, and I think you're getting what you're getting on the show. They'll tell you what they want to tell you. And you have no way of finding out the truth until now because it's a lawsuit and the courts will get phone records. Oh, and they'll, they have, will they'll have all the phone records. They'll have all the fucking footage that was cut. We want the unedited yeah. roles. Yeah. So they will have access to all of that. I said it before. I say it again. I feel that this is the last season of Vanderpump Rules. I think if the Valleys is a, is a success, you will see Sheena, Brock and Lala move on to the Valleys. Because the Valleys is about, you know, they've all got children and they're all older. So you'll see them to move. And maybe Katie, I don't know. Maybe Katie. But um, the rest of them will be gone. I mean, if Bravo don't cut ties with Tom Sandoval after this season, they're fucking stupid. They are stupid. It is time to cut him loose. You cut he is not cut good shit for the network at this stage. And... Now with this court case now, they might just want to cut ties and be like, okay, look, we need to step away from this. We need yeah. to step away from it all so listen, now. You're, you're on your own now, yeah. kids. You're Even Lisa Vanderpump is trying to walk away. I mean, she's over at Hulu now, chilling out, trying to bring out a new show, hoping to God it fucking picks up so that she can walk away from Bravo herself. You know, so... Because yeah. rats, rats and sinking ships come to mind. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, look, let's see. I mean, let's see. I, like, don't get me wrong, I got sucked up into the whole Sandoval thing. I really did. And, I mean, I was like everybody else. It was like, I mean, I'm that invested in Sandoval that I know that the anniversary of Scandoval is in on the 3rd of March. Like, (laughs) you know, it's almost a year (laughs) since the news broke. But, um... Yeah, look, I mean, this season I'm just, my opinion has changed a lot. I feel Ariana is, she's just gone a little bit too bitter and childish 
I mean, she's childish on the show. She's like, it's a bit juvenile saying, if you forgive him, I'm not going to play with you anymore. I mean, number one, you're too old for that shit. Number two, they have no choice but to fucking talk to him. They're filming a TV show. It's their job. It's their job. Yeah. Like the, We're all about not breaking the fourth wall, but at the end of the day, you'd love to turn around and say to something like that. It's my fucking job. To, I get paid to talk to the cunt. Yeah. Do you think I'd piss on him in real life? And it's like, he's not the fourth fella to cheat. He will not be the fucking last. And the best thing you can do, Ariana, is just forgive him and move on for your own sake. You know? Like, if fucking, if a Spice Girl can't even keep our man happy, what hope have the rest of you got? <laughs> They'd have a better chance of sh- saving that show if they did that. If they tried to be, even if it was just fake, let's just what make it work for the show. Let's just try yeah. and build friendship in front of the camera for the show. I mean, we'd all be a little bit invested more, I think, in that than this whole bitterness of, Listen, well, I can't be friends with you anymore if you're going to talk. We've seen it. We've seen it in every single Bravo show. The more toxic it gets, the more they have to change to keep it on the rails because mm-hmm. people don't want to watch that toxic shit anymore. People are no. over it. They want we drama. Love, we love drama, but we love comedy. And, yes. you know, you have to find a happy medium there. The minute shit starts getting toxic and it gets a bit too much for me, I'm, I start checking out. It's like yeah. I used to love the Housewives of New Jersey and the last couple of years, it's just toxic as fuck. I'm like, I don't think I can watch this shit anymore. <laughs> I will, though. Uh, I will, though. I'll force myself to. <laughs> so, on that note, we shall sign off. Um... Keep up to date with us on social media. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, follow us on TikTok, Twitter. And we'll see you all next Tuesday for our usual Below Deck review. Yeah. Enjoy your weekend. See you Tuesday. Enjoy your weekends. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.